Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. It's the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, Mr. Carfax, Patrick Olson, joins us. Conrad has this week in auto history, and we'll get you caught up on the stories making car news this week. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars. King Conrad DeLong, don't forget to raise your hand. King Conrad DeLong, we need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong, <laughs> glad that you could join us today. And uh, let's just get right to our interview. I'm uh, always anxious to talk to Patrick Olson, and he is the Carfax guy. And let's talk about Carfax in general. Is that your? That's your phone. That's really me. loud. Is that you, Conrad? That's yeah. It was me. Did you turn it down? I turned it off. Good. I'm glad to see that. Want to make sure it works? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's working real well. Mm-hmm. We can hear it all the way across the room. Mm-hmm. Undistorted. Undistorted. That's good. That's what we're listening for. Patrick Olson with Carfax. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, you, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do it this with us. Um, you know, we we do engineering on the air here we're just a one-man band <laughs> real time time, we're real times time. four yeah we're real time here <laughs> kind of like you guys are at carfax um for those people that don't know i'm sure that everybody has heard of carfax but i don't know as if everybody has actually used carfax and uh, why don't you give us a general overview of what carfax is and what it's for sure so i'll start with what we're best known for which is our vehicle history reports. So when you're looking to buy a used car, and as you guys know today, used cars are more expensive almost than ever. Um, you really want to know what the history of that car is. Has it been well-maintained? Has it ever been in an accident? Has it ever been suspected of having the odometer rolled back? Or has it ever maybe been in a flood? And so our vehicle history reports tracks as, you know, we work with, you know, tens of thousands of service shops and tens of thousands of auto dealers. And as cars get uh, registered and safety inspections and oil changes and what have you, we track that information for you so that you can see not only for your own car, but for any car you're interested in. So that's our that's our best known product that has been around since 1984. And that's where the fax of Carfax comes from, because that's how they used to be delivered was via fax. Um, but we also do now use car listings, right? So on our site, if you look at our used car listing, every single one of the listings comes with a free Carfax report. So you can uh, trust that you understand what the history of that car is. And it's a great way for dealers to be transparent with consumers about how that car is and how it works and, you know, the lifespan that it's had. Um, we also have what we call a history-based value. So instead of saying, well, you've got a 2020 uh, Subaru WRX and it's in okay condition, so it's worth this amount of money, we say, well, it's a 2020 WRX that has 52,000 miles and it's had regular oil changes and it's never been an accident it has one owner and we can tell you a very precise value for your car so it's a lot more specific for that and then finally there's our car care app which uh, these days is really helpful because it will track any new safety recalls that are issued for your car and we'll tell you as long as you own that car when any new issue when any recalls are issued but we'll also track for you when is your next oil change due when's your next tire rotation due when's your sixty thousand mile service due um, and for me, I've got, you know, I've got my wife's car and I've got three kids' cars. I track them all the time so I can make sure that all the work that needs to get done on them gets done. So can I register my car with you and get that information? Absolutely for free, right? There's You can download our car care app. There's no charge to download it. There's no charge to register. 
There's nothing, there's nothing you can buy in our car care app. Um, and we will track all that information for you. Now, do, do I also get access to whatever history that the car comes? I have a 2001 Corvette that's got, I don't know, 34,000 miles on it. It's been babied and pampered, never been yeah. wrecked, any of that. I think I'm the third owner. But uh, at any rate, I can track that as well? So you can track the, the service since you've owned it. Yeah. Um, but to get the history, you'd have to get a vehicle history report. Now, we do work with dealers in uh, a program we call Carfax for Life. And if you have a preferred dealership that you go to to get work done on that Corvette, they might enroll you in that program and give you a, key, a free Carfax report for your car. But you don't get a free Carfax report just for joining Car Care. So how do, how do I uh, sign up to, well, to register my car and get it? How much does it cost me? Um, to, to register your car in the Car Care app is absolutely free. To get a Carfax report, 45 bucks. Um, and you have access to that for 60 days. Wow. I've got the app on Becky's car, and I just got to notice it's time for an oil change. Oh, really? You know, and I don't drive her car very often. I mean, I might drive it once a year. So unless she tells me there's something wrong, I don't go look at it. Uh, but, you know, I Of course yeah, you don't. Do you up. vacuum it for her? <laughs> no. What do you do for her? Nothing. I go Nothing. get the oil changed when the Carfax app tells oh, me to. Oh, for God's sake. So what you're saying and is that And this guy has a car alert. show that's on, a, on the internet. <laughs> what you're <laughs> saying is that it gives you the alerts for any maintenance and schedule maintenance. So yeah, how, yeah, how it does works it, great. How does, it deter, how does the app determine the need for maintenance? I mean, it's, is, it's not integrated into knowing what the mileage of the vehicle is. Is it just trying to determine based on time? Well, so based on time and the intervals of when you've had the other work done, right? So when you when you re-register it, often there's a mileage odometer check at that point. When it gets a safety inspection, there's often an odometer check. And so we have an algorithm that tries to calculate what we think you're going to be driving your car over the next, you know, 12, 18 months. And, you know, based on that, and, you know, the more interaction you do with it, the more accurate we are. The less interaction you have with us, the less accurate we're going to be. Right. So it's basically looking at your driving history that you have yes. and saying, OK, well, the past 12 months you've done this. So this is what should be coming up based on going forward. And, right. you know, she's and does Carfax use the manufacturer's uh, required maintenance schedule in the projected maintenance uh, services required? We absolutely do. That's how we determine when you're, you know, and it's specific to each uh, make model. Or yeah. make model, Right. So we're not giving you generically, well, 50,000 miles, you should do X. Well, saying if you've got that Super WRX, this is what Super thinks you should be doing at 50,000, 60,000, 100,000. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works All right. So, so if I get my oil changed at brand X oil change, one, yes. one oil change, Goober Lube. and then the <laughs> next, and then the next oil change, I get it at Goober Lube. Uh -huh. uh, will, will that show up uh, on your end? Many times, yes, but there are different uh, oil shops that don't work with us, but there's a way for you to uh, track and say, hey, I got my oil changed at the shop. They didn't report it, but here's what the mileage was when I had it done. Here's the work I had done. And you can upload the receipt into the app so that when you go to sell your car down the road, you can show, you know, uh -huh. here's the service and here are the receipts that I have from that work. Why, why, that's pretty why, valuable. why doesn't every oil change place play with Carfax, I mean, it seems to me that whatever it would cost, it would be worth It'd be it. a value to their customers Correct. to have that integration into Carfax. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. That, that last point is a huge point because 
the more you can prove you've maintained your car, our estimate is over time, that's worth about 2000 to you when you go to sell that car. You know, if you keep it for the typical three to five years, by the time you're done, if you've tracked all that maintenance, it's worth about two grand to you. So I can't speak to why some people don't work with us, but that is our big pitch is you are helping out your own customers by doing this. Is it expensive for an oil change place to play with you guys and, and do that sort of stuff? They don't let me know the financials. They don't let you? Okay. <laughs> so I, I assume that it's probably based on some. Well, there's probably a subscription fee. Yeah, for the monthly, yeah. yearly. But, right. but again, you know, you have to weigh out the return on investment. You know, given the choice, would you go to a shop that had an integration with Carfax or would you go to Gooberlube who doesn't? You know, I mean, well, I think a lot of we, customers. Yeah, we have a setup, too, where we allow our customers to, to name which places are their favorite, right? Whether it's a, a local dealership or a local service center. So we allow them to set that up and that you know, honestly, drives a lot of repeat business for those places. Do you have anybody there uh, that uh, is actually registered with you by the name of Gooberlube? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have not yet looked, but I will tell you, I moved to Tennessee about six months ago. And, and there's probably one pilot. there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Gooberlube. It was Bubba's Breaks. Bubba's Breaks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not stop, to say anything. Anytime, I think is their tagline. Not yeah. to say anything bad about any of those shops because hey, the guy could be very well educated and does his thing at Gooberloo. Right. You don't he know that. Have a chain it of Goobers. A, a unique. It's name in Mayberry RFD. Yeah, that's you it. Got a whole okay. chain yes. of Goobers. Now i i had this <laughs> I had this uh, this vision here that says Carfax selling cars? Question mark. I'm not sure what that question means. Well, we, I mean, of course, we sell cars, we sell used cars, but we really connect consumers with dealers. Okay, but then okay. you mentioned something about used car listings earlier. Yeah, we have used car listings on our site, so we work with dealers, and that's a subscription model where they pay us a subscription to run their listings on our site. But the twist for us is that uh, consumers can get that free Carfax vehicle history report with every listing, right? So it saves the consumer a ton of money, and honestly, it makes the dealer you know, uh, transparent about the, you know, the, the quality and the condition of that car. So you don't actually sell cars. You just, you connect people with people that are selling exactly. cars. Exactly. Okay. We are the middleman. Yes. Right. Well, that works. I get a lot of people think that I work for CarMax, which is a fine organization. Uh, and they wonder how well I do at sales. And I have to tell them, no, no, <laughs> you know, we're the vehicle history, history and listings and car care site, not the wide open sprawling used car lot. But you're also the site that everybody talks about, you know, hey, you, you know, if you're going to buy a used car, you get a Carfax on that. You know, your yes. advertising on TV is pretty effective to the point where you are expected to get a Carfax from a used car operator so that a person can review the history to determine whether it's maintenance or whether it's uh, accident history and stuff. That That is absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that we are – lucky to have and we've really built up in the last 15 years is that name recognition for exactly that. The show me the Carfax, uh, the Carfox uh, mascot that we have is very effective. And we definitely have seen a, a ton of growth in the you know, last several years. Um, and, you know, for us, accuracy is, is number one. Data is number one. Um, and so we try to you know push more and more on that and try to find new ways to look at data to provide consumer insights. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm, I'm Mars. Trying, all I'm trying to figure out how to act, ask, 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 ask the question. So, Mars. so I've seen on some car sites uh, a, a competitor, shall we say? Sure. And and I've tried to look at their stuff, and, and it to me, it's not the same amount of detail as what you do. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think sometimes they are trying to simplify their sites so that they don't overwhelm people. But I think people who care about Carfax are guys like you who care a lot about, you know, that car review I heard as I was waiting to come on, the detail about the engine, the type of engine and how it performs and the chassis and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of buyers out there who care a lot about those details and they're not overwhelmed and they want more detail, not less. And frankly, they see fewer details as a sign that someone's trying to slide something past them, right? So for us, we know that data is our bread and butter and we want to, you know, provide as much of that with as much context too, right? I mean, rather than just saying, hey, it's 32 miles per gallon, is that good or is that bad, right? So we're trying to add more context to help people understand what those data points mean. Do you also track the car sales as far as used cars are concerned that uh, you have on on your site uh, that, say, for instance, uh, uh, let's use a Chevy Trax. That's what I'm driving this week. So somebody's got a a Chevy Trax that's three years, four years old. And, um, you know, it's a popular car among those people in that price range. Do you track sales uh, of those particular vehicles as well as others? So we track sales more at the sort of uh, body style level. So how are SUVs doing? How are uh, luxury cars doing? How are hybrids and EVs doing? So we just launched uh, literally in May. Are the Carfax used car index. And one of the things we've seen is like for hybrids and EVs, last fall, they had a huge spike in price. And it was, you know, corresponding with the huge spike in gas prices. And as gas prices have eased off, their prices have plummeted. But now they're starting to turn the corner and head back up. Pickup trucks, though, are almost flat with a year ago and still heading up. So we love our pickup trucks. We love our big SUVs. And uh, the price of those continue to go up, too. You know, in in that particular category, all I can think of is back in the 1950s, the big thing was big, big sedans. And I think that that kind of mindset has really transferred to today because look at the size of these vehicles. The pickup truck, you can't, won't fit in the garage anymore. Suburban barely fits in a garage. Well, to that point, the 50s, the large sedans, they were larger families too. And there was more people on the road back then, and that was the new thing for big sedan, big family. Right, and traveling and that right. sort of stuff. Uh, and uh, I would imagine that you've probably seen that uh, in registrations with Carfax. Absolutely. Absolutely seen it with, with pickup trucks, with large SUVs. The other trend, too, is that, you know, you mentioned the big sedans in the 50s. There are a lot of, quote-unquote, SUVs today that are no bigger than sedans. They simply sit a little bit higher, you know, but... The interior size, they are absolutely a car. Yeah, the cubic call feet it is SUV the same. for marketing purposes. Yep. Right. You know, right. With a hatchback. Yeah. God well, forbid we call it a hatchback. And if, you, and if you took the sheet metal off of it, it is a sedan. They right. just put an SUV body on top yeah. of the yeah. sedan it, chassis. It's, it's like they used to call them CUVs. They tried to go with yes. a CUV, but you don't hear that anymore. Now they're back to everything's an SUV because I guess marketing right. just didn't play out for the CUV, even though yeah, it's I the same vehicle. Right. I think consumers had a really hard time understanding what crossover meant. You know, right. uh, I think they thought it was something like changing lanes or something. Well, the yeah, car review exactly. that I did uh, actually is a crossover. It was a Subaru Impreza that they've 
lifted it up, put different chassis components on it, and turned it into an SUV, but it was an Impreza. Right. But but if you go look at the marketing aspect, they don't call them CUVs anymore. No, No, they 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 really try that. They don't see value in it. Right. Yeah, it is. So what can we look forward to? So if, if I'm if I'm a first-time used car buyer and I want to buy a quality car, not something from, you know, uh, grandma's hand-me-down, but I want to buy a quality used car that says uh, thirty-five to 50,000 miles, let's say, um, what would I look for on Carfax? How would Carfax help me? So there's a few ways, right? So if there are brands that you like, you can search by brand. One of the best features we have, though, is price under. So if you're looking for, I want it under 25000 you can search just by that and get everything back at that price point, right? And because not everyone is willing to pick just a SUV or just a sedan or whatever, uh, you can search that way. You can search um, by, you know, by location, right? Do you want to search just within 10 miles? You want to search nationwide. If it's like guys like you who are looking for unicorns, you want to have that nationwide search, Right. So you're not limited to only what's within 100 miles. You can search the entire country. Plus, oh, there's can, a variety of ways to, to get at it, for sure. Plus, you can also filter a vehicle that has had no accidents. Yes. You could filter a vehicle that's only one owner. You could right. filter a vehicle based on its service history. So there's lots of ways to look for the car you want right. and then filter out all of the, and I'm going to say this, and it might not be proper, but filter out all of the trash. Right. So if I, let's say, for instance, I want to sell my three-owner, 34,000-mile, uh, 2001 Corvette. Can yeah. I, so, and I don't know that it's on Carfax now, so I can register to sell it on Carfax? You can't. So we only, at the moment, we only take ads from dealerships, uh, you know, new you know, used car lots and franchise new car lots. So is there an age, is there an age limit on the vehicles that you would post or we would get a Carfax on? Only, uh, it has to be newer than 1981 when uh, VINs were made standard across all cars. Okay, and would you also so, do like commercial vehicles? We, as long as it has a VIN, yes, we do. Yeah, could uh, you- so we can provide a, we can provide a, Carfax for you. I don't know how much detail it'll have, but uh, we do have them as long as we have the VIN. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, well, Patrick, so the other filter I wanted to mention, because that was a great job, is you can also screen out ones that have been rental or commercial vehicles, right? So if you don't oh. want an Ultima that racked up, you know, 100,000 miles at the nearest Hertz outlet, you can do that too. Interesting. Well, I, I, obviously, it, that's certainly worth, uh, if you're not familiar with Carfax, to go to Carfax.com mm-hmm. and uh, find out about it. Look at the website, and I'm sure that uh, you can get to places that you might not be able to download certain information with the VIN, but you can peruse the website. Great research. Absolutely, and there's a lot of great information on there, a lot of great advice on should you buy or should you lease, you know, how often do you need to change your oil, all that kind of stuff. So Very to me, this, I got my granddaughters are working now and they're looking for their first car. And, and to me, this sounds like a great place to send them as a learning moment here. Here's yes. how you can learn about the different cars. Cause they ask, you know, what, what's a good car? Yeah, which which cars uh, are really good about me mashing fenders on? Well, well exactly. How much money is Grandpa <laughs> going to give them to buy the new yeah, car? Yeah, Grandpa. And on the maintenance side of it, what about EVs? So that's interesting. So we're watching as those become you know more popular. They're a very small part of the uh, audience right now, but you know we're we're watching because there's obviously fewer oil changes, but you still need brakes. You still have struts. You know, there's still other Suspension things parts. that need to be replaced. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, Patrick, it's great to talk to you. Great information. We sure appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us on this Saturday. I know you got yeah. other things to do, but uh, we appreciate it, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. You Thank bet. you. Patrick Olston with Carfax. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email anytime. The address here is info at inwheeltime.com. Time now for This Week in Auto History. Oh, boy. Conrad has Here we that. go. So this week in 1930, the Chrysler Building was completed in New York City. I remember it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Beautiful Art Deco building. All that stainless steel on top of it. It is a stunningly beautiful building yes. when you see it in person. In 1934 this week, outlaws Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker were shot to death by Texas and Louisiana state police officers as they attempted to escape apprehension in a stolen 1934 Ford Deluxe near Beanville Parish, Louisiana. Bainville, Bainville, B-I-E-N-V-I-L-E. Bienville. Bienville. Yeah. That's not going to rub out. <laughs> And then also in 1937, the Golden Gate Bridge opened for vehicular traffic this week. Uh, one of the world's largest single-span suspension bridges. The Golden Gate Bridge was designed by Clifford Payne. <laughs> and you ever been on the Golden Gate? Several yep. times, yes. Many yep. times. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, to say it's impressive would be an understatement. The only thing is, is that the traffic moves too fast on it for me to really enjoy it as a driver. I mean, you got to be a passenger if you're going to go across it. Well, but they also, there's a bike path no, on it and a no, walking No, 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 no. Yeah. You got to do it on a car. Now, Becky went out there and walked it with one of the grandkids. Well, that's perfect. You just go right ahead. And no, no, I said Becky did, not me. Okay. Several jumping off points. And, yeah, really. <laughs> lots, of, lots of people have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Few of them survived. In 1950, Preston Tucker's lawsuit against uh, former prosecutors, was thrown out of court. Tucker had been indicted for stock fraud after managing to produce 53 of his long-awaited Tucker That cars. guy got screwed. He got, yeah, he did. And he got screwed by GM, Ford, and Chrysler. All of them, yep, the three yeah, majors. They all, they all came Trifecta. together in a conspiracy to put him out of business. Yep. And they did, ultimately. In 1985, uh, this week, the ashes of... 71-year-old George Swanson are buried at his request in the driver's seat of his white 1984 Corvette in Hempfield County, Pennsylvania. So, see, Don, we can we can put you to rest inside your Corvette and put you underground. There you go. I don't want to spend that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. So, I tell you what, crush the Corvette with me in it, then stick it in a little square hole in the ground. That'd okay. be all right. Okay, we'll tell okay. we'll tell Leslie. It won't be Leslie. It'll be the girls. Okay, we'll tell the girls. Yeah. In uh, 1991, this week, uh, critically acclaimed movie Thelma and Louise debuted in theaters, stunning audiences with a cinematic scene at the end of the movie as they drive off a cliff into the Grand Canyon in a vintage 1966 green Ford Thunderbird convertible. You also know you know what else happened this week in in history. This is the week that Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. We would. Play, I don't know what year that. We was. would play the song, but we would be banned from you know half the world because Again. we played Again. fifteen seconds Thank of something. I, I was going to ask you to, but I knew better because I don't even ask. No, no we're not either. doing that anymore. So can I sing it? No. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. I no, want to hear. No, it. I can't. No. Well, do you know the words? No. 
Can you sing tenor, 10 or 12 miles from here? <laughs> I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. There you go. Okay, go ahead. Thank That's you. it. That's this week in auto history. Well, that was really good. We enjoyed that. Um, I have a little something special that I got off of. Uh, Put some ointment on it. I got off of Haggerty. Celebrity ownership of classic cars is often a huge driving factor in their big sale prices at auction. And fans have paid thousands of times over the odd to buy odds to buy cars once owned by their musical heroes, from high buck supercars to fairly conventional machines with morbid histories. Mm. Uh, rundown now of musicians whose cars have fetched big percentages over smaller cars. Keith Richards, Rolling Stones rocker cars regularly outsell their normal counterparts, but his '65 Bentley S3 Continental Flying Spur, which is ugly as the day is long, yep. provided the biggest bang, selling so in Richards. 2015 for 1.18 million dollars, or 304 percent over any other example. Elton John, Sir Elton, frequent seller with 17 different sales over the years, but when it comes to pure profit, his 1956 Bentley S1 Continental Fastback, which is odd looking. Uh, sold for uh, $283,000 in 2001 for a 341% markup. Elvis Presley, King's Cars always bring big money, and his 75 Cadillac Fleetwood Broham Broham. is a standout. It's just a regular-looking car, except for that uh, Bentley-looking grill topper over there. After reaching $81,500 during an online auction in January 22, a 518% premium over any other caddy of the same ilk. Freddie Mercury, the Queen's front man, 1974 Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow, last sold in November for $322,000. Astonishing 3,871% over any other example. Notorious B.I.G., a 1997 GMC Suburban in which Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. AKA Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. the notorious B.I.G., was shot to death, sold for $1.5 million, an increase of 18650 Were the bullet still in the car? I guess so. I didn't, they didn't have a picture of it, so I, I don't know what you happened. Know, there's always the story. What was it? Uh, Elvis shot the shot through the hood of a couple of his Something cars. Like As a matter of fact, uh, I believe that uh, Ron Stein's got a car that's got a bullet hole in the right. hood. Was that an Elvis Presley car? Yep, I think so. I think it's one of his uh, Continental. And you talked about the Rolling Stones. Charlie Watt, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, yeah. never owned, had never had a license, never drove anywhere. He always had a driver. What? Yeah. Charlie Watt. Watts. Charlie Watt. Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. Drummer, drummer for uh, Rolling Stones. The Stones. Is he still alive? No. I'm past so- recent, I think last year. I can't believe that Keith yeah. Richards is. Yeah. He's All not. Right. He's not. No, yeah, you're right. He is not. He's a, zombie. He's a guitar zombie. Time for, for a quick break here on the Inwill Time Car Talk Show on iHeartRadio. Back after this. Everyone at the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex and Katie, thank you for participating in the best cruise in around and look forward to seeing you again. You'll hear about the next cruise in date right here on Inwill Time. Next time you're in the West Houston Energy Corridor area, be sure and stop in at the original Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex at I-10 and Highway 6 or the Katie location on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard. When passing through Beaumont or College Station, stop in and have Loopy's award-winning beef fajitas and frozen margaritas. There's always a celebration at Loopy Tortilla. Loopy Tortilla founder Stan Holt and his wife Sheila are winning racers on the NHRA drag racing circuit and have a collection of hot rods and classics that everyone appreciates. 
Look for them at the next Tailpipes and Tacos cruise-in. The date will be announced soon and will once again be held at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex on 99 and Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 and Katy. We'll give you all the details right here on the In-Wheel Time Car Talk Show and online. Donations benefit God's Garage. We'll see you then. You own a car you love. Well, why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tint, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. The award-winning in-wheel time car talk show is available on the most popular podcast channels out there in 30-minute episodes. We realize our three-hour live show can be difficult to catch in its entirety, so now you can listen every day to a convenient, fresh 30-minute episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, along with a dozen more. In Wheel Time has the most informative automotive guest interviews and new car reviews, along with popular features including Conrad's Car Clinic and This Week in Auto History, along with automotive news headlines. Our live broadcast airs every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central, on InWheelTime.com, the iHeart app, and on YouTube. Be sure to say hello when we're broadcasting from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise Inn, Autorama, and the Houston Auto Show, among others. Now, it's easier than ever to hear about all things automotive all week long. You're invited to join fellow car enthusiasts in becoming part of the ever-growing in-wheel-time car talk family. Don't forget those 30-minute podcast episodes on your favorite podcast channel. That's it for this podcast episode of the In-Wheel-Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.